This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best artists to you. Hi, I'm Tyson Walker uh, with WXAV 88.3 FM, talking to Ellie Case via Zoom. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you doing, Tyson? I'm good enough. I'm uh, I'm alive and, you know, I don't uh, question the inevitable. <laughs> there you go. And after a couple years that we've all had, being alive is a big deal. So, uh, so I'll just get started first. Let me say that... Um, Nothing, nothing is a hit. Like nothing is a, that's a good song. I listened to it probably 10 times in the last hour, just playing oh video God. games and uh, yeah. Thank you so I, much. I mean, it's just, and I know as an artist, it probably sucks having anything be perceived that's not the artist vision, but I'll just, it just seems scornful but not resentful it, it mostly just seems like you're speaking your truth throughout the song that means so much to me and honestly like i'm i'm really i've been sitting on this project for like the whole pandemic so it's really cool to finally release it and i'm so interested in what other people are taking from it actually so like i want to hear all about your reaction to what video game you want to play while you listen and all of that but yeah nothing is definitely um definitely was me tapping into some rage and some anger and kind of owning uh, my big feelings about the ways that I've felt trapped for a lot of my life. Um, so I'm so glad that you got that and that it didn't have resentment in it because I've been working hard on that personally to like allow myself to have anger but not resent people or, or blame other people and to recognize that it's something that's just there to move through me and it's going to show me exactly where i need to go you know so was that the the headspace you're in for the entire duration of, of making nisma yeah yeah generally um just i tried to approach everything from this place of radical self-acceptance of just kind of allowing um allowing my emotions to be whatever they were kind of without judging them or without qualifying them and noticing where they were going to take me. Um, so the tracks themselves started from improvised vocal loops where I kind of like tapped into the concept of each word. So like there's nothing I releases tomorrow. There will be C means and anything. So every word was a meditation and I allowed myself to just kind of sit with what that word meant to me sonically and like started improvising on on the sounds of the word and for me nothing was definitely immediately a lot of anger and a lot of this twisted kind of darkness that i found within me um but generally across the board the full record it comes from that that place of me doing my best to accept myself and accept um yeah, the, the feelings that I that I had around just kind of having to sit with myself. I mean, we all were forced to just kind of sit still for two years and we couldn't escape the stuff that, you know, we all have to look at and deal with with the normal distractions that we had. You know, I couldn't just like go to a rehearsal or make myself busy teaching or, you know, go out with friends or anything like that. I had to really 
like everyone else, sit with myself these past couple of years. Um, and so I was trying not to, <laughs> trying being the keyword, trying not to judge myself as I had the feelings and then allow the sounds to kind of grow from that and hopefully offer a catharsis to whoever was listening, so. You mentioned catharsis and, and meditation a little bit. I think I read while well, just reading up, studying you. That's a, that's a weird thing to say, but I guess that's what you do before an interview. <laughs> but um, that you you love yoga. Is is there any way that you'd say that yoga has has made you a better artist? Because I just feel like there's a, definitely a symbiotic relationship between the meditative qualities of music and and the healing properties of meditation. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, so a lot of this deeper listening to myself came because I, I thank my lucky stars every day. I'm so blessed. I went to the most incredible yoga teacher training right before the pandemic started um, at a school called Lighthouse Yoga School with Jared McCann here in Brooklyn. And um, yoga is so much more than what we think it is in the States. Um, yoga is meditation. Yoga means union. And there are, you can sit still and be practicing yoga. <laughs> um, so I was kind of taught about that. And that's like the extreme nutshell version. Um, I was taught about that at this teacher training. And Jared is, is a mentor of mine now. Um, Jared and Rebecca are both mentors of mine now. And um, what, they, what they facilitate is 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 meditation and is sitting with yourself and this idea of radical self-acceptance um but the thing that that really propelled me into this space of music making was the chanting aspect of yoga um i chant in sanskrit every single day and have since just before the pandemic and it has changed my whole life um, it's believed that when you chant in Sanskrit that the consonants and the vowels vibrate different parts of your body and release scar tissue and old traumas and wounds and things like that. So um, sound as healing is kind of infused in yogic traditions and overcoming the body, overcoming these vessels that we walk around in um, is the purpose of the postures is to, you know, the yoga posture doesn't do anything. When you have your hand, like feet on your head and you're sitting there doing a weird pose, it's not doing anything for anyone. You know what I mean? It's just a strange position. But the mindfulness and the intentionality that it takes to create that position is the yoga. And so that's kind of, um, I, I learned that from my practice. I'm still learning it every day. I'm still struggling with it every day because I'm a human and so I get distracted and I like shiny things. Um, but like that that's what I'm I'm really working on is 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 that deeper listening and finding that intentionality and putting it in I mean that's that's why I broke down these words the way that I did. That phrase nothing I see means anything. So in nothing there's the, in the beginning section, you hear the N sound in like a hum sort of a feel. It's actually the letter N. And then there are some letter Ns and N 
that have been distorted to sound like guitars that are in the tracks that are loose. So, yeah. yeah. So it's like, and then I have, there are yogic breathing exercises that have specific sounds to them. And those are also layered in as like whisper tracks and I'm making percussive noises with consonants with my mouth, sort of, um, sort of with the intentionality of the anger and of the rage in nothing in the hopes that kind of like the Sanskrit, you know, though English is not Sanskrit, never will be. Um, <laughs> like it's, but kind of in line with that, the idea was to unlock in the listener, whether they know that I was doing that or not, to unlock whatever they need to feel um, that might relate uh, just from that, that deeper space. So 100% absolutely all of this came from my yoga practice and I would not be here without without my yoga practice on many levels. I mean, yoga has saved me a lot in my life. I can say just from the five or so minutes we've been talking that uh, you want to know how people will experience the album, what they're doing while listening to it. On November 19th, when, when nothing I see uh, means anything comes out, I will be doing yoga. I've tried it once before, and I, I was just watching a, a YouTube video trying to follow along and I was so stiff and I just, I, I was not doing it right. And I wasn't doing it right because I was so worried about doing it wrong. And I think I'm just going to pop on the nicest set of headphones I have, so my yoga mat and just get right to it. Oh my gosh. Will you please tell me how that feels and what you experience? Also, look at your self-awareness, like amazing. That's, that's it. There's no, there's no right way to do yoga. If you're doing your best, it's the right way. So. And that, that brings me to, I guess that's a, actually a great segue. Is there a correct way in quotes to experience Nisma? Oh, the correct way is whatever, um, whatever your impulses tell you, really. And I'm, I, it's like I said, I'm so excited to learn what people's impulses are for it. You know, for me, sometimes um, when I was listening to it, when we were doing the mix, I needed to take some of the tracks for a run, like, and like just angry run to them and like feel out like, is this dark beat dark enough that I want to run faster? <laughs> like, you know, Ziad, we got to turn it up. <laughs> Um, and and things like that but um i have other other friends who have have really enjoyed um meditating while listening or you know going for a walk you know some of my friends that i've shared the private link with so i'm so curious about how everyone will find this and what it will mean for each individual person because i bet it'll be different for everybody so i don't really envision a right way um i just hope that you know, it hits, it hits people and in whatever way that they're ready for, you know, whether that's like, I'm going to ugly cry or I'm going to dance or I'm going to, you know, have a party with my two-year-old, like whatever it is. I'm just, I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> and you actually have a, if I, if I butcher this, please let me know. And uh, operatic, operatic soprano background. Yeah, operatic soprano. Yes, that's right. First try. I want that on the record. First try. <laughs> um, so, so I think I've read that this is being described as a a pop album. So, how would you 
what would you say the biggest challenge in incorporating your opera stylings into a pop record were, if any? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, the thing about opera, uh, and I, I love opera, I will always love opera, is there are a lot of right ways. You know, it's kind of like what we were just talking about. There are a lot of boxes to fit into, and um, perfection and tradition is sort of this very uh, delicate, fragile thing that's very protected in the operatic industry. So as I approached this, I really wanted to make sure that um, that every sound that came out of my mouth came from what I was feeling, not from me thinking, I can't sound like an opera singer or I can't sound like a pop singer, N none of that. I really worked hard to make sure that wasn't in my headspace. When I was recording, I really tried to just make the sound that, that got the feeling across. And so some of the songs um, have a more belty, growly, like hardcore vocal sound. And others of them, in like means in particular, there's like this epic operatic desk camp where I'm just full on singing opera in one track, you know? <laughs> so, um, but it, it fits with the sound world. It's a little Marvel movie-esque. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> it kind of just takes it to that next drama level. Um, but, but yeah, I think that, that that was probably the biggest challenge was, was really giving myself the space to, to be vulnerable with my voice and to not worry so much about being perfect or everything sounding a certain way. Um, and I have to thank my producers for helping me along the way with that because um, there was a lot of encouragement that went into that. You know, there's, it's, it's a strange thing because when you work for hours a day meticulously judging every sound that comes out of your mouth and trying to make it better, um, approaching a recording session where you want to be, you want the sound to be raw sometimes and you want it to just have the emotion and not so much clarity, uh, it's a certain headspace. So I think, I think that's the biggest, the biggest challenge that I've found. It's, it's incredibly just raw. And, and vulnerable. So I do understand what you're saying, kind of breaking it down scientifically could could hurt the, the, the end product. Uh, I guess I just have one more question. Uh, I saw you cite Bjork, Kate Bush, and Lady Gaga as inspiration. Is there an Ellie Case uh, list of essential listening? Oh my goodness. Are you sure you want to ask this question? Because we'll be uh, here. Day. I mean, um, I do think we have 10 minutes left in the call because I'm very cheap, but uh, we'll fit I, it in. I love it. Um, so I've been obsessed with Serpent with Feet lately. Um, the new album Deacon is just incredible. I fell in love with Serpent with Feet listening to Four Ethers. Um, that, that particular song is just so creatively crafted and inspires me deeply. Um, let's see, you listed, okay, so Tori Amos, I'm, I'm a 90s kid, so like, like Alanis Morissette, Tori Amos, Bjork, Kate Bush all fall into a weird similar category for me, and Fiona Apple too is in there, um, mm -hmm. uh, just things I grew up with that are just sound worlds in my mind, um, just incredible, um, FKA Twigs is another artist that I- Twigs rocks. 
Wigs is amazing. I just, I was just like stalking her YouTube videos um, and checking out like just for inspiration, some of the stuff that she's done live and just, it's just incredible what, what they're creating. I'm just, I'm blown away. Um, let's see, who else? I, you know, I also grew up listening to a lot of like Nine Inch Nails and Radiohead and, uh, you know, my dad was a really big fan of a lot of classic rock things. My parents have incredible taste in music. My mom turned me on to like the Cranberries and the Clash and the Cure and all those good, good things from the 80s. And um, so, yeah, I, the list goes on and on. I love I love music so much. Um, I'm trying to think. What have you been listening to lately? What like is any of this striking a chord with you? Uh, yeah, a little bit. When I heard nothing for the first time three hours ago, <laughs> um, and I, I had these exact same headphones on, and it reminded me of when I heard Kate Bush's Weathering Heights for the first time two months ago with these same headphones and it's just such a, a sonic scape it's it's i truly i'm not saying this like that's a great song <laughs> that is an incredible song oh you're flattering me i'm blushing <laughs> but uh i think that's about it um nothing i see means anything november 19th um tyson walker ellie case signing off Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, wxav.com, for more information on your escape from ordinary radio.